Hello and welcome to NFL Week 1, but more importantly, the first official episode of Secondary Sideline. I'm your host, Tara Gillespie, and to give you a quick little summary of my podcast, I will be taking you through the highlights of the NFL season each week. I live in Chicago, but I mainly watch the Cincinnati Bengals, so I probably talk about them every episode. I'm a senior in high school, and I plan to study sports communications next year, so I'm using this to practice. With all that being said, let's get into week one. All right, so let's start off with the rivalry, Bengals-Steelers. Now, as I said, I'm a Bengals fan, which means I very much dislike the Steelers. Um, so it was a tough game on Sunday. The Bengals lost in overtime. But I will give it to Pittsburgh. Their state safety, Micah Fitzpatrick, dominated. And, you know, as a Bengals fan, it was annoying because he kept getting in Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase's head all game. But I will give it to him. He had a great game. And I think there's a video going viral of Jamar throwing out the middle finger at Fitzpatrick, which is absolutely hilarious. But on the flip side, Bengals defensive tackle DJ Reader played very well. He set the tone for the rest of the season, and I think he's, you know, setting a great example for the home opener. He is very underrated, in my opinion, but he had a great game. Uh, The Bengals offense, on the other hand, not so great. Um... Four interceptions, two fumbles, one loss, one recovered. And that was a big controversy, and let me explain why. So Burrow fumbled the ball, and the ball went behind him. And P. Ryan made this phenomenal recovery, but he ran the ball to gain some more yards. or I don't know if he gained yards or he just put it back to where it was before it fumbled. But apparently P. Ryan couldn't do that because Burrow fumbled the ball, so Burrow had to do that. Unless the ball went in front of Burrow, which it didn't, then P. Ryan could have recovered it and gained yards. But because... It was a whole, like, analysis thing, and they reviewed it a bunch of times, so it didn't count. It was heartbreaking because it was such a good play. Another thing was Evan McPherson. I think he jinxed himself because I recently saw a Bengals interview that was, like, he, he was, like, I don't perform under pressure well, like, blah, 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 and all the comments were, like, yeah, okay, like, obviously you do. Like, you've shown that you, you do, whatever. So everyone was thought he was just being modest, but then he actually missed – two potential game-winning kicks and people were like oh yeah maybe you don't perform all under pressure um but it was one of those things where it was an overtime and then I think there were two missed field goals maybe three um and then the Steelers finally made one to win the game so it was definitely unexpected McPherson because he has showed time and time again that he can win a game when need be but he just could not get the win on Sunday some other bad news for the Bengals is T. Higgins' concussion. He is obviously a vital key in the offense, and his replacement was Mike Thomas, not New Orleans Mike Thomas, Bengals Mike Thomas. Um, and Mike Thomas, didn't, he didn't play like exceptionally well, but I think he he was there when he needed to be, and that's all you could really ask for, for a replacement for someone as good as T. Higgins. Um, and because I'm from Chicago, I have to point out, Mitch Trubisky is back. He started with the Steelers, played a good game, and I, I honestly think We'll see more from him as the season progresses. Next on the list, I am super excited to say this one. Do the Packers suck this year? I think the time has come. The Packers have begun their downfall. I personally could not be more excited because they lost 23-7 to Minnesota. And a lot of people are saying it might be because of the loss of Devontae Adams, who went to the Raiders. And I think a lot of people weren't anticipating that because, as much as I hate to admit this, look at the talent of Aaron Rodgers. You would think that, you know, he wouldn't need any wide receiver. He would like he makes he makes the team, and that is absolutely true. But for some reason, he 
did not do his best on Sunday, and people are thinking that the Packers' offense depended too much around Devontae Adams. I mean, look at, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, like, both great individual talents that don't need each other to be great, and people are wondering why this dynamic was so interlocked, or if it is, or if it was just a bad game. I am very, very hoping it was not a bad game, and it actually just, they sucked this year, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. On the other hand of that, though, Minnesota had a great game. A lot of people are, you know, congratulating the new head coach, Kevin O'Connell. And obviously, Justin Jefferson is the star of the offense this year. And honestly, I could not be more pro Justin Jefferson. I think he's a great wide receiver. O'Connell had Jefferson watch a lot of um, Cooper Cup's film tapes because he worked with Cooper Cup and really is familiar with his talent. So I think that because of that, because O'Connell has, you know, trained Jefferson, he will use Jefferson more, which is, I'm really excited about that because I think not only is he a good player, he's very, very fun to watch. Next, we'll do Bears 49ers. For me, it was an unexpected win for Chicago, but a lot of people, you know, anticipated it. I personally did not. Soldier Field was absolutely soaked. That's where you get the viral video of Fields and his teammates sliding in the mud. I live in Chicago, like I said, and here it was downpouring, so I think, I love those games. I think that it was a very fun game to watch on Sunday because of how wet the field was. Another big question from this week is what happened to Derrick Henry? So Derrick Henry only ran for 82 yards, which received a general response of disappointment, like especially for fantasy football. I didn't think he delivered as well as people wanted him to. But I feel like you have to remember this is his first regular season game since, what, last October? And I don't think he was necessarily bad in Sunday's game, but he just didn't play well as we know that he can but I here's the thing about week one if players play you know not their best especially like well-known players like Derrick Henry people will write them off and be like oh it's like he's he's on his downfall but I don't think that's the case in this I think we'll you know have to wait till next week to get more of an inside look into his game but I don't think should be a write-off as for now I think he just needs to get back into the stretch of things Now, another cause for concern is the Dak Prescott situation. For those who don't know, Prescott injured his right thumb, and during and immediately after the game, Prescott's injury seemed a lot more pressing than it was in reality. Um, I think that just because he he suffered an injury in 2020 and fans were a lot worried, like, oh, this this situation may be similar, you know, Dak can't catch a break, all that stuff. Um, I got a notification on my phone the other day. It was like, yes, it's time to panic. But after that, I haven't seen anything. Everyone says that he'll be back by week five against the Rams. So I am going with that. I think it's not nothing to be concerned about. Um, I think, again, it was just a lot more buildup because Dallas knows what they have in Henry and they don't want to, you know, lose that again. But other than Prescott, the Buccaneers had a very easy win over Dallas. Tom Brady, Leonard Fournette, Mike Evans all had a great game. Fournette was another person who kind of received some heat before the season because people thought his talent might be up in the air, but he he definitely proved that he still has it on Sunday night. I think he's a very, very good running back. But despite the team's performance as a whole, Dallas linebacker Michael Parsons played exceptionally well. Very, I think he's a force to be reckoned with. Definitely someone to keep eyes for on this season. Now my last but most exciting topic for week one, Saquon Barkley. The man, the myth, the legend. Now, I am biased here. I am very passionate about this because when I picked up Saquon in fantasy, 
I got so many comments. Why did you do this? Blah, blah, blah. He's so injury prone. I hate this running back. Blah, 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 blah. I am as pro Saquon as it gets. I know, I know he is injury prone. He has his ankle injuries. He tore his ACL. He has hamstring issues. And, of course, I think he had, like, COVID during last year. So he has been unreliable in fantasy and for the Giants. But this makes his performance on Sunday so much more satisfying because it reminded fans and reminded all the people that gave me heat how good he can be. He is insane. He ran for 164 yards and had a touchdown, but he played so well. And I believe this is his year. And I cannot wait to tell all those people that I was right. But again, it's week one. I can't really base all my generalizations off this week because it could just be like a really good week for him. But I really hope all the best for him because I feel like people... He is so underlooked because of what he has gone through. But, again, this is his year, I am telling you, and you will see in the upcoming weeks. So, with that, this week one secondary sideline recap is complete. Thank you so much for listening, and please, please, please offer any feedback you may have. Thank you so much, and I will see you next week.